Hello, this is Nerd Cage Live, and we just wanted to thank you for listening to this audio-only version of the show. And be sure to subscribe here and over on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash nerdcagelive. Ladies and gentlemen of Nerd Cage Nation, before we get started, unfortunately, we, uh, we lost a legend in the film industry, Mr. Carl Weathers, passed away peacefully in his sleep. As everybody knows, I'm a diehard Rocky fan. And uh, we're gonna miss you, Apollo. You were the, you were the best. That being said, you're now about to witness the strict of <laughs> geek knowledge. Hello, welcome. That is right. You are trapped in season five of Nerd Cage Live. This channel is a celebration of all things pop culture, including Mortal Kombat. If you are new to the channel, please hit that like button. And subscribe and share with everybody you know helps us more than you know. And of course, I'm your co-host, Jay St. G, Certified Geek, seven days a week, coming to you live from yours truly, the land of the orange, the land of Tom Cruise, the land of anthrax, the land of earth crisis of Syracuse, New York. And our moderator and troll hammer, Joe of All One Gaming, couldn't make it tonight. Uh, he's out saving the world. However... It is my honor to introduce our special guest, Mr. John Turk of Fearless Fitness. How are you, sir? Good, real good. Good to see you. Excellent. Once again, uh, we appreciate you being here. And of course, uh, everybody in the chat, we'll try to field questions as we go. Uh, mm -hmm. But for starters, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Turk, I just mentioned, uh, obviously, we, unfortunately, uh, Carl Weathers passed away uh, last week. I was just, had a question for you. Uh, was he ever an influence uh, on you as, at all as like a bodybuilder and an actor? Or, uh, were you a Rocky fan or a fa fan of Carl Weathers' work? Yeah, it's, uh, it's funny you said that because, honestly, the, the Rocky movie, that very first one, is what got me into working out and, and all my kind of like combat sports because I remember – I was, I think I was like 14 years old when that first came out. And uh, I remember my friends and I were so amped up over that when we left the theater, we were all walking back home and I said, we're gonna work out tomorrow, you know? And everybody's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we're gonna get up at five in the morning. So I got up at five in the morning, I guzzled six raw eggs, pretty nasty. And I went and knocked on all my buddies' windows. None of them were up. They were all sleeping. I was the only one who got up and did a, did a workout. So I went running. I did the whole thing that, you know, he did in the beginning. I got the cramp in my side. And I started thinking I was, you know, the next Rocky. But it was fun. It's It actually, Carl Weathers definitely had an impact on me. I uh, He was a great actor. He was a great guy from, I, I never met him. I don't know him. But um, from I've heard he's just a real stand-up guy. He did a phenomenal job in Rocky. He's just a specimen of a human being, and uh, just really sad to see that his pa his passing. But um, I Stallone influenced me too a lot. You know, I mean, yeah. everybody loves an underdog, and and it was a real good underdog movie. But uh, yeah, it really had a big influence on me. Yeah, no, that the first the first Rocky is my all-time favorite movie of all time, and uh, I just. You know, just the sight of Apollo Creed was always was always a sight to behold because he Carl Weathers really sold the fact that he was the cha the heavyweight champion of the world, just like yeah. Ali was, and he really mm -hmm. really took that you know that Ali persona and just yeah. and he made it his own and made it work. And right, know, right. I, uh, just last night I showed my girlfriend uh, Action Jackson, and the night before we watched uh, Predator. Yeah, yeah. So he's got a whole body of work, and it's just 
You know, he's definitely gonna. Yeah, be he this. sure does. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's an was an awesome guy. Very very good actor too. Yes. Also, I see we got some folks in the chat here. I see uh, Joe following games in the chat, even though he's supposed to be working right now. I see Doomzilla. I see Choose Your Destiny. MK, thank you very much for be for being here, everybody. Okay, so I guess we can get right into it. I mean, you you mentioned uh, working out and acting. Uh, so what? Uh, you established uh, what start got you to start working out, but what what got you into acting and what got you into martial arts before we get to the Mortal Kombat stuff? Well, yeah, um, <clears throat> when I was growing up, there really wasn't many boxing gyms in, in where I was at. I was in a suburb just outside the city. And one day a martial arts school came to our high school. Uh, I believe that was like, it was actually our junior high and did a like martial arts demonstration. And I just, I was really intrigued by it. My father was a black belt in Aikido and Judo. So he was already into it. And um, I was I was wrestling at the time. And so I, I just always kind of liked combat sports. And so I just decided, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get involved in this martial arts stuff. And I did, and I just really, I loved it. I liked it a lot. I ended up doing a lot, well, a lot of tournament fighting. Uh, some of them were kind of crazy. You could kick in the groin. I mean, it was like really crazy <laughs> stuff at that time. Yeah, you could, and, and at the time I adopted a style of a fighter named Bill Wallace. I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he was real popular back in the seventies along with, mm -hmm. Chuck Morris, obviously, and uh, those two were my favorite, but Bill Wallace would hold his leg up and just fight everybody with his leg in the air. It was super fast. They timed his kick at like 90 miles an hour, super fast wow. dude. But that's what I did, and when I went into this groin kick tournament, I just got destroyed because I would hold my leg up, and I just, my, uh, let's just say uh, Jim and the twins got pelted left and right, <laughs> and I just <laughs> I, I couldn't go on much longer. So, but I, I really enjoyed it. It really got me into into the sport. I ended up getting, uh, I was in Taekwondo. I got a black belt in it, and I was pretty um, pretty athletic as far as I could do flips and all kinds of stuff, and so uh, I just I just loved it. And then I got a really bad knee injury, but I recovered from that. I had surgery. And then uh, I became a policeman and then Mortal Kombat came along. Uh, everyone just kept telling me to get into acting and I just had really no interest in it. So one day I just, uh, I called up an agent and she said, oh, you know what, I'll send you on this audition. It just kind of was fate because my first audition she sent me on was for Mortal Kombat. So I just thought it was kind of ironic and I walked in and I had to do like a interactive audition for John Tobias and Ed Boone and another guy by the name, I think it was Josh Sue. And yes. uh, it, yeah, it just went really good. And uh, they ended up casting me and then filming went well. And then they decided to, they were having some issues with one of the other actors. And uh, I just kind of fit into all the other roles that he was doing at one point. And so I just became the, the new guy for all the other characters. And uh, I think obviously they had a certain look they were going for. My, mm -hmm. I have a big square head, so it maybe fit the fit the part. And uh, I was gonna say, you and, definitely got that that Superman jawline. Yeah, yeah. And so, That's a uh, I think, yeah, oh, thanks, man. And uh, I think the, uh, you know, I had a muscular, you know, had a muscular build and pretty flexible. So it just all kind of rolled together. And that's how that all came about. But yeah, martial arts has always been my a big love of mine. I'm still really flexible. Like I got a really bad knee. I had another really bad injury to it. So I can't do a lot of uh, kicking with my legs. I still do, you know, hit the bag a lot. And, but uh, as far as kicking, there's not much I can do with it. It's just pretty, pretty beat up, but um, I'm, I'm hoping sooner or later the stem cells will catch up and I'll be able to, you know, get some kind of a, uh, a, a kicking routine started again, but for right now, it's not going to happen. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
So, uh, yeah. you, so you mentioned the, you got the call for Mortal Kombat. So when you mm-hmm. did, first got the call for Mortal Kombat, were you like a fan of the first two games, or were you, or was that like a whole, whole new thing to you, or? Yeah, I, I knew nothing of the game. I just, you know, he oh. told me, and he said, you know, this game's really popular. And I go, oh, okay. And obviously back in the early 90s, there was no internet. So I couldn't really yeah. look it up and find it. I would have to go to an arcade. And I, I've mentioned this story before, but I went into an arcade and I saw somebody playing my character when it first came out. And I was kind of shocked. It was like everyone in the whole entire arcade was around this game Mortal Kombat. And I go... I just walked in and I, I just realized at that point, wow, this must be a real popular game. Nice. So uh, when I told some one of my relatives, you know, he goes, dude, man, I love that game. I can't believe you're going to be in that game. So it just, uh, I got really excited about doing it. And then they, you know, had me back for more characters, more other games. And then they did the Adventures of Sub-Zero Mythologies. And yeah, uh, yeah myth- Mythologies was, was, it was just a hard game to play. That's why I don't think it did real well. It was, you couldn't hardly get past any levels on there, you know? Yeah. So I think it, it, a lot of people were kind of discouraged with it, but it was a really fun game to do when I did Mythologies. And that's what really got me into acting was in the interim when uh, we were between sequences, we would have, like, say, for example, if you got to a certain level, I'm sure you're familiar with, with Mythologies, but there were like little acting scenes in there. And that's yeah. when I kind of got bit by the acting bug, and I started to pursue that um, more heavily. And, uh, yeah, I just kind of took off from there and got a lot of parts in, um, you know, TV shows, movies, things like that. Uh, a lot, nothing. I had one major role in a, a film uh, last a uh, couple of years ago called Wolfhound. I was one of the main bad guys in it. But most of the roles I've had are speaking, but they're smaller roles, you know. Um, yeah. Like you know, Dark Knight, I had a, a speaking role. It was cut out, but I was in there still. Uh, Transformers, I had a speaking part in there. So they're all a lot of these movies I did were were speaking roles. But uh, I I think I just have a very kind of distinct look. I'm really good for only certain roles. A lot of people don't see me for many other things. I think just because of my build and my my look, you know. So I I can't fit in as you know the young dad or you know the uh, you know, the average everyday guy, people just see me as like, you know, I'm either a secret service guy, a mafia guy, or I'm, you know, just a, 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 a bully that's going to beat you up, you know, <laughs> that's kind of the way it is. And I've accepted it. And that's what I get work at. So I'm, I'm happy with it. But yeah, yeah so that, that's how that all started. All right. Now, I, I won't go back to Mortal Kombat 3 for just a second, because uh, I'm definitely curious. So, uh, um, so, uh, Master Daniel Pisani is a dear friend of the show. Um, he was the first to portray Sub Zero in the game, but he his fighting style is is more of the, like the Wing Chun style of right. martial arts. So you mentioned you do Taekwondo and whatnot. So when you first portrayed Sub Zero, well, I want to focus on Sub Zero. Like, um, right. did they ask you to do a certain type of martial arts, certain type of moveset, or they want you to like? kind of do it like do it like your your own move set like how did that how did that come to, because i know your fighting style is completely different from master pasina's style right right so um taekwondo style is very kind of i want to say very flashy it's a lot of like really high kicks you get a lot of high crescent kicks whipping kicks spinning back kicks uh and really you know high round kicks it's it's 70 pretty much 70 percent kick so uh when i would do my kicks you could just definitely see the difference between him and i mine are more you know very looping very high very fluid 
Whereas the Wing Chun style, everything's kind of hands and feet together. Everything's kind of flowing. Whereas Taekwondo, it's a kick, a looping punch. It's uh, it's it's definitely different. So it, the fact you noticed that was a was a good eye. But um, yeah, we're just just two different styles, and uh, he's he's that style. I was a Taekwondo. It all depends what you like. Some people like the Wing Chun. Some people like the Taekwondo. I, I think for me in tournament fighting, I, I picked Taekwondo because most of the people that got involved in uh, in that style of fighting were Taekwondo. And yeah. you had a few guys that were Kempo, um, some were Karate, which is just a, a general term for martial arts, basically. But uh, Taekwondo is, is, is known for um, a lot of the tournament style fighting. So like if you see a guy in full contact fighting, a martial, like just karate, most of them are going to be Taekwondo. Uh, but when you get into mixed martial arts, a lot of those guys, they're not going to be Wing Chun or Taekwondo because you leave yourself too open with that. So you're going to have those styles where they're just basically like grinders, you know, judo does really good. Aikido does really good. Just like the wrestlers are, are very dominant in, in yeah. MMA. So when you look at a street fight, for me, if I ever get in a street fight, I'm not going to do any of those big looping kicks. They're only good if you got a, if you have an opponent dazed, you know, like a, yeah. like a fatality, you know, finish him. I'm going to do a big round looping kick. But for the most part, a Taekwondo fighter is like just everything's low, front kicks to the stomach. Uh, it, we don't do many leg kicks, you know. That's the thing with the, a really good style for fighting is um, uh, Muay Thai. You know, Muay Thai is just real close quarters, elbows, knees, banging the shins, and that's what really works well in a street fight. But for me, Taekwondo, I'm going to mostly keep you away with low kicks and box you, whereas opposed to a, a Muay Thai fighter will get you in the clinch, knee you, elbow you. So there's just so many different styles of martial arts. And it, it I think with me, when I did Sub-Zero, I just kind of, in my vision of it, I wanted him to be more flashy. Like I yeah. noticed a lot of, Dan's kicks are kind of waist height. Not many of them really go that high. There's not many spinning kicks or looping kicks. So I kind of wanted to, when I watched what he had done, I, I kind of added my own little flair with more looping kicks. So uh, when I when I got on set, they have a certain number of kicks they want you to do, a certain number of moves. But, you know, every now and then they would say, you know, hey, can you do this kick? And I would say, yeah, I can do that. But how if I do it this way? And they would like it better or worse, you know. Yeah. The, the thing is with filming Mortal Kombat that was different or, you know, just different from the way I was in a, in a tournament fighting. Everything's about speed and power. Mm -hmm. But in the video game, it's not. You can't go fast. Everything's got to go slower because it was motion that wasn't motion capture it was video capture yeah so they had to videotape us and really get the full kick in there because if you go full speed it might transfer weird onto the video which they digitize into the game yeah. so a lot of the kicks and the reason i think a lot of the other actors might not have been able to do it was i can literally kick at that point and hold my leg up and move slow with it i had the flexibility the strength to do that just because of the style i was in so it really trans transferred really well into filming so when i would do a round kick i could just take my leg and loop it up nice and slow and loop it around for the camera whereas yeah. opposed if i just threw it out there real fast you'd be like whoa, whoa we didn't even get that you know so we, you'll you'll see the video game they speed it up to make it look good but if you oh, watch yeah. the actual filming you'll see that we're moving pretty slow on there and that's because of the way the the the, the uh, video is digitized and then uh transported into the game so um, I just think that adding my little touch to it with slower, higher kicks 
made it look a little different from when Dan was doing it. So, I mean, he, he did a good job too. So I think oh, the absolutely. whole thing, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a good contrast from what he, the way he did it and the way I did it. So, and then, and then I ended up doing the other Sub-Zero and Scorpion too. So it was kind of weird, you know, you see Dan's style and then you see my style in the Scorpion version. And Yeah, uh, I know. Yeah, Scorpion's Sub-Zero. got a combo where it's like all kicks. You know, he does like, he does like, yeah. a, like a five or six hit combo, which is all, you know, just uh, high kicks. Back to back to yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, before actually, I just want to want to segue real quick. What were some of your favorite, not just like martial arts moves? What were some, what your, what were some of your favorite special moves with uh both Sub Zero? Sorry, with MK Three was Sub Zero and Shang Tsung. What were your like favorite moves that were uh, that you, you know, that you got to perform and uh and what your what what was your reaction when you first saw him on the game? Um, I think I really like spinning back kicks, you know, or spinning what I call a spinning hook kick. Uh, and the way that transformed onto the game, I wasn't sure because of the way I had to kick it, but I think that ended up being my favorite move when I would do a one, two with a spinning back, uh, spinning hook kick. Uh, I like that a lot because it just transfers really well on camera. And then there was another one that you would be one, two with a spinning hook kick with a spinning, come back with a spinning round kick. So those are all really cool stuff to do. I really enjoy the the high looping kicks. So I'm yeah. I just the way I was trained and it kind of just transfers really well for me. Uh I'm uh I, I like to punch too, you know, like some of the punches are real cool, like the uppercuts when you really hit a character and he goes flying yes. through the air with a, a really Satisfying. good uppercut. So yeah, those are those are all good too. I think the the spinning hook kick and the uppercuts were always uh, always my favorite to do. Do you have a favorite uh, fatality uh, for Sub-Zero and Shang Tsung? Yeah, I kind of liked uh, pulling the skeleton out of the guy and, yes. and ripping his whole body out of, out of his skin. <laughs> I, I, when they first showed me that, and they're like, go like this, you know, and I'm pretending I'm grabbing something. I go, what are you going to do with that? He goes, I'll show you. And then I, we went back, and he showed me one of the other games. I'm like, holy cow, that's crazy, dude. <laughs> I think <laughs> my favorite skeleton. one that you did is with the, with the unmasked Sub-Zero where – you lift the body above your head, freeze it, and then smash it over oh, yeah, your yeah, shoulders. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. It's yeah, funny though pretty- when I was doing all those moves, you don't have anything in your hand. It's a green screen, and so yeah. you're like, you don't even know what you're doing, you know. And he's like, you got to do this, and and then they'll tell you, you know, pretend like you're breaking something over your head, you know, and then you do it, and it just when you see it done on camera, and they, they put the you know the green screen, you can add any background you want, which was bizarre to me because like. And I think it was mythologies when I'm walking upstairs, I'm walking up these like stairs and I get to the top of this like mountain. I'm looking into a cauldron and it was really on like a little, you know, five foot set of steps looking down at a concrete ground. But when you see it on the on the uh, screen, it looks like I'm staring into this abyss of, you know, darkness and bubbling lava and all this other stuff. But yeah, the green screen is pretty amazing, especially with the CGI now. That's the one thing I don't like now about a lot of the games. It's all CGI. It just doesn't yeah, seem real. Yeah, I feel the same way. I, I prefer the di- the digitized actors. You know that that was the, the yeah. arcade era of Mortal Kombat was my favorite. Now yep. another question: going between Mortal Kombat Three and Ultimate Mortal Kombat Three. I mean that was a fast turnaround. I, I believe Mortal Kombat Three came out in April of '95 in the arcade. Ultimate came out, I believe, November. So when right. did you get the call to play the additional characters for Ultimate Warcraft 3? So Scorpion, the other, the Mass Sub Zero, Ermac, 
um, Noom Saibot, Rain, like all Rain, all those characters. So how did that all come 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 to be? Yeah, I think what happened was, uh, I believe in Mortal Kombat 3, they didn't have Scorpion in it and it pissed a yep. lot of people off. Yeah. So I think yep. what they did is they they looped me back around real quick and we did a, a Scorpion for Ultimate. And uh, and I added in a few of the other characters. But I think the main thing was is uh, the absence of Scorpion because Scorpion is hugely popular, you know? I mean, even, even I think Ed Boon's favorite character is Scorpion, yep. which I was shocked that they would leave him out since Ed likes him so much, you know? But um, yeah, I mean, I think that was, uh, it was, it was a quick turnaround and uh, a few of the characters, I didn't realize too, a lot of it, uh, all they would do with my costume, like for some of those other ones, it would just change from like a, a, a different color. And I wore this red one and it would translate easier to change the color, even though I wouldn't have yeah. to go change where they would just do it and do it inside the, the digitizing. They were able to manipulate the colors and texture of my outfit. The one that was a real pain in the rear, so to speak, was the Shang Tsung costume. I, that yeah, one was you just, had the wig and yeah, just everything. And it, I had that thing running up my, my rear end. It just wasn't, uh, wasn't yeah. comfortable. The whole thing just was weir a weird costume and flipping around. And the Sub-Zero outfit was like solid plastic. It really wasn't even, it, I couldn't move real well in it because if I, if I spun You're really talking about the, un the unmasked costume, right? Yeah, because it was just two plastic strips over me. And every time I would move, it would just, it was so stiff, it would just go burnt and it would pop off my shoulder. So that slowed me down even more. I couldn't move too fast. I couldn't lift my leg too high because when I lifted my leg too high, it would buckle and come off. So it was a lot of uh, challenges shooting with that costume on. And I, 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 remember I just had a costume made for a lot of the trade shows. And I specifically had like similar to what you're wearing, except it was a softer foam and it was tighter. So it doesn't move at all. And it's really yeah. comfortable to wear. I'm like, man, I wish I would have had this when I did the, did the game, you know, but now, so you portrayed the most characters in Mortal Kombat history. So I asked. So my another question is, with all these assignments you had to do, especially, especially more, I'm leaning more towards the ultimate where you had to do Scorpion or Ermac, uh, Reptile. Was it difficult to like transition between each character and do different move sets, different combos, different special moves, different fatalities? Was it difficult to like, or did, did they did they tell you what to do? Or did you come up with them? Like, how did that all come to be? Like, how did you kind of like? switch between characters well i think i think everybody adds their own little flair to it you know so we're all like contributing but you know john and, and ed and the rest of the staff pretty much had 98 percent of everything they wanted to do and you know i think as actors we probably added two percent to it you know like hey how about if we did it this way or how about if we did this kick you know so they gave us the, the ability to be creative ourselves and then they would have the final say in whether that would work or not so um, when we did, when I did all the other characters, the thing about the the main difference with a lot of those characters was the stance at the beginning and how the how the move originated from the stance that I was in. So yeah. like when I did, you know, when I'm doing Shang Tsung, I'm doing this right. So yeah. I had to figure out the way in which I would kick or move from that stance. So that's the that's the main thing. If you look at the characters, it's how I transitioned from the stance to the move. And that was that was the hardest part because you got to realize, you know, in, in martial arts, you basically have a stance like, you know, you're like this, you know, you got this front arm is down or out. But when they start getting you in these weird stances, you would never do or, you know, you're like this. I, I was just a straightforward, you know, pretty much kickboxer. 
and I yeah. had to transition into these weird stances to to throw all these dynamic kicks. Uh, and, you know, they even brought in like a treadmill to do our runs. They had like this mat on the floor. So it was real easy for me to flip. So we would do flips. So everything would sometimes originate out of that main stance that you were in. So that was, the, I think, the hardest part of it. But a lot of the kicks, really, if you look at most of the characters, they're kind of the same. Yeah. And they're just built off the, the original stance that the character's in. And also how you ended it, like Sub-Zero unmasked, I would hold my arm up like this. So each character had a, a, a very distinct beginning and end. And everything else in between was mishmashed. And it was all like how you ended it and how you started it. So it wasn't really that hard. It was just getting started and making the the, the kick or the punch look like it was natural from your, your ready stance. So that was the main difference in, in a lot of the characters that I did was getting getting used to the main ready stance and how to fire my kick or my punch from there. Okay, okay. You know, because if I'm like this, it's good. Yeah. How I is going to look stupid if it doesn't coordinate with my hands right, right? Just yeah. like if you're running, oh, you got to have one arm up and the opposite leg up at the same time. It's the same thing with kicking, right? Or punching. They all they all flow together. So it's finding that flow that that is the main difference. Now, were there any moves and like special moves from what you can recall that didn't make it to the game or they just didn't have time to do or or is that I don't know if you can remember uh, you know recollect at all yeah you know by the time I did it they were this was already the third game and I think I was probably one of the last guys to get filmed so they already had a lot of experience uh working with all the other people and in the first two games so there really wasn't much that I added to it per se mm-hmm. but as time went on I think with uh, I just really kind of changed a few kicks and made them look a little different. Um, one of the kicks I thought would have looked cool would have been a reverse crescent kick, but it just didn't film right because yeah, of the way that yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if your legs coming way. that way, it can't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's right. not enough. There's not enough. There's they can't change the angle. You know, there's only one angle. Exactly. So right. So some yeah. of my kicks that are really flare. You know, very pretty kicks, so to speak. I couldn't do like a like a like a reverse crescent kick or a spinning crescent kick, which is what Chuck Norris was really known for. He would like take his arms and whip them, and he would fling his leg across. It just didn't translate well onto camera, so you know they just decided not to do that. So you had to stick with certain kicks that, and and it wasn't three D. You know, realize it was still two D. Yeah. So it's it it doesn't translate like a three D image kick would. So yeah, that was the main thing. So by the time I had I had done the game. They pretty much had everything down that they needed to do that would fit with a 2D image. Gotcha. Um, yeah, they were now, really good to work with, man. John and Ed. That was and, and my Ed, next question. Yeah. What, what, what was yeah. it like to work with uh to, with Ed Boone and John Tobias? I was. It was. It was great, man. I really, really enjoyed it. Um, John's a fantastic, you know, animator and artist, and Ed is just, you know, the computer guy and just knows how to get things. Uh, working and flowing and the two of them together was just a really good pairing and really just also good to work with very professional very cordial fun you know we would have lunch and go out and you know while we're shooting and you know there were some really long days like i mean sometimes 12 13 hours and i'm just you know kicking over and over and punching and so i would go home some days and it was like i just had a tournament fight you know i could just feel every muscle and every you know, joint in my body was just exhausted. And, uh, but, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun to do. And at the time, after I did Mortal Kombat three, 
I was really excited to do the next ones because the game was so popular. At first, for, for me, it was just an acting job, and I was going to get paid, right? Yeah. And it was martial arts, and I love martial arts, and it's I, I'm actually was actually really good at it at the time, and and so um, it was fun to do. But when I did the consecutive games after that, it became uh, a lot of fun just to be involved with the franchise and the whole crew. And I still stay in touch with a lot of the guys, like Brian Glenn and I are good friends. Yep, he, uh, mentioned, he was on our show. He mentioned yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, and so Kerry as well, Kerry Hoskins and um, Leah, and I. I talked to John once in a while uh, to buy. He lives in San Diego, actually, wh where I live. Um, oh, cool. But yeah, I mean, it's just a, just a really good group of guys to, to be involved with. So I, you know, I was really, really blessed and lucky to have that. So now, were you? Did you keep any of the costumes at all, or no? Uh, I did, but you know what? Uh, I kept. I had uh, Sub Zero, and uh, that one I gave away, and then I had uh, Scorpion. But you know, the Scorpion costume was pretty chintzy; it was all ripped up, and I just didn't even think anybody would want it. So I just kind of, I kind of kicked myself. Are now I should have killed those hands. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it was nylon and thin, and it had rips all over the pants, and you know, the shoes were all ripped up from you know all the kicking and punching and twisting on the ground. So I just thought, you know, at the time I just wasn't thinking, I'm like, you know, nobody's going to want this thing. And I just chucked it out. <laughs> now when I found the sub zero one, some guy had contacted me, wanted it. I go, yeah, I got it. You know? And so he was ecstatic to get it. And, you know, I, I look back on a lot of stuff that I, you know, I should have just, I just kept, you know, it was kind of like, I looked at it kind of like when I was younger, I want a lot of like, uh, football and, and martial arts trophies and baseball trophies. And I just, at the end, I had so many of them. I'm like, what am I going to do with all these things? And I just lined them all up, took a picture and threw them out because I just, I had no need for them anymore. And they were taking up all this space. And so after like 20 years of, you know, saving my mortal combat stuff, I'm like, nothing ever happened. You know, I was done. All the trade shows were over with. They did CGI. They got rid of all of us. They didn't use any of us in any of the movies. I'm like, I don't need this anymore. I mean, what, what use do I have? You know, the internet wasn't big. And so I just yeah. chucked it out, man. And I look back and I'm like, man, I should have just kept that a little longer. But what are you going to do, you know? All right. I was going to, I got some more uh, Mortal Kombat questions uh, going into mythologies and stuff. But we do have a question in the chat here from our friend Shinox. He's asking, yeah. uh, he's asking you if uh, any chance of you doing more convention appearances this year. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to. Um, the, the thing of it is with, with the last ones that went through, I, I lined myself up to do two of them. And then, uh, one of them, I got COVID and then the other one, I, they canceled because of COVID. Uh, so, uh, it just, it was a weird time when they started doing the 30th anniversary convention. So I did a few of them, but then they just kind of died down after that. But I haven't, I haven't heard of any more that are being done or had anyone offer me anymore. So if, uh, yeah, if anybody's interested, just, you know, you can get, get a hold of me through my website. Uh, that's called personaltrainersandiego.com. Uh, Very good and to know, because we actually, we actually have a gaming convention here in Syracuse called Retro Game Con. In fact, Daniel mm. Pacina and uh, John Parrish were there one year. We got to get you out here for oh, yeah. that. Yeah, 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 I'd love to. Never been to Syracuse. I hear a lot of good things about it, though. I would really. Oh yeah, would love yeah. To I mean, it's. Uh, I mean, it's more of a college sports town, but uh, we got a few good, you know, restaurants like Dinosaur Barbecue and a few other places. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not the most glamorous city, but uh, it's. Yeah, it's 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 you know, like you said, college area. I really like. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the college SC and stuff. Orange, that's a 
run, runs out. <laughs> we, we finally yeah, got yeah. huge amphitheater finally, so now we're getting like the big concerts coming to town now. So oh, that's it's, cool. It's a cool. It's a cool city. I, I'm I'm a proud, you know, Syracuse guy here. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love the East Coast. I think the East. I I've done a few trips. Uh, I just went to um, Camden, Maine last year for a wedding. It was beautiful, and uh, that whole area is just beautiful. I, I, I used to go to Boston every every Hyannisport every summer for like three years in a row. Uh, one of my friends had a good family uh, member that lived out there, and so I vacationed on the Cape and then, you know, went all over the East Coast quite a few times and just really enjoyed it. My wife and I did like a Salem witch tour along uh, the whole Newport yeah. area and uh, just had a really good time. But, um, yeah, I, I'm always been kind of partial to uh, – the East Coast. I went to. The, I really loved um, where that. What's the Vermont? We went to Vermont. We went to the Adirondacks there and all that stuff. So yeah, I would. Lo- I'll definitely love to come out to a convention out on the East Coast and uh, hang out with everybody. And yeah, I know. I know Ohio's got a few. Um, I should actually mention there's some in Ohio. Like I said, we we got one. Um, obviously, uh, Saratoga got got a few. Um, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, hopefully, if he gets you to the East Coast sometime. Uh, so, yeah. John, going into uh, – first of all, before we go any further, I just want to say a big thank you to our friend Dustin, a.k.a. Uh, MK Havoc Addict on Twitter. Uh, he kind of set this in motion. And, uh, yeah, 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 right. So, yeah. Is he uh, Just want to give him a shout out. Everybody needs to follow MK Havoc Addict. He's always posting his MK collections and MK videos on Twitter. Give him a follow. He's a cool dude. Sub-Zero is his favorite character, obviously. So Yeah, yeah, he's a good guy, man. And, and, and Dustin, if you're watching this by any chance, thank you so much uh, for setting this in motion. So that being said. You the man, Dustin. You the man. <laughs> yes. Mortal Kombat Mythologies. Um, I know it was not the most popular game, but I, I definitely have a soft spot for it. What was mm-hmm. it like to finally not only portray Sub-Zero, but to flesh him out and, you know, you get to get use your acting chops and stuff? Yeah. Um, it, it was, you know, it, with the hard thing about doing – uh, mythologies and those acting scenes is half my face is covered. Yeah. So you got to use your eyes a lot, you know, and it was really hard because I really didn't have much acting experience at that time. And uh, I really admired what Rich DeVizio was doing because you could see his whole face. He became that character. But yeah, me, I was pretty much yep. covered up and I, I had to do everything through my body language and my voice and in my eyes. And so it was just, you know, the little subtleties that you can use with your mouth, your nose and everything else and your facial remarks, it was completely wiped out. So it was definitely a challenge, but I really enjoyed it because uh, I, I just kind of tried to, uh, you know, take the, the the role of the superhero stance, you know, where, yeah. you know, you always see them standing sideways with their arms out. So I'm thinking, OK, I got to I got to engulf this character from the ground up from the way I walk, the way I stand the way I move my head, everything, I had to make this, you know, this character come to life. And so that was kind of how I did it. So, uh, you know, when you have a good actor, you're playing off of like Rich and uh, the other people that I worked with, you know, most of my scenes were with Rich, but then I had, there was a guy, Rich, uh, uh, Mike Garvey, who played Raiden in there. He was a really good guy. He's a, uh, another actor. And then there was the guy that played Shinnok, uh, he was just another actor they cast in that, in that position. So, Everybody was was a good, and I think Sal Devito was in there too. He played Scorpion in, in the jail cell scene. Oh, and, okay, I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, so everybody did a good job, and when you know you're only a lot of times as good as your 
your your cast mate. So if you can feed off the other person, you're going to do good yourself because that's what it's about, you know. Acting is basically a volley. It's like you do your thing, they do their thing. And and you got to take in what the other person's doing in order to have yours come out. So, you know, it's it's a give and take situation. And, and that's when I really learned kind of how to act was really feeling the character and yeah. and feeling it in the eyes because acting is a lot of eyes too, believe it or not. So, yeah, you know, you, yeah. you did an awesome job. Uh, I want oh, to also thanks, ask thanks. you, what, what was your favorite scene that you did uh, for the game? I think that scene with Rich and I spinning in a circle talking about the map. I really like yes. that one a lot. Because there's a lot of funny outtakes in there. Like he had those spikes sticking off his collar. And a couple times when he was walking around, he was uh, stuck in the eye with a few of those things. And then he walked <laughs> into the camera a couple times. So by the end of the day, we had a lot of funny outtakes just from, you know, working working on it uh, in a bunch of different ways. And even his like just like that he had that bag of bones. And you remember how he drops it? Mm-hmm. He drops it from it would never land right. And the bones wouldn't <laughs> land right. They'd bounce and go all over. So eventually we just had to kind of drop the bag from like two inches above where the camera was just so it would land right, you know, because if he yeah. drops it from where he was standing, it just sprayed bones over. So I really got to see the behind the scenes of how you bring a film together and how camera angles and how different it is when you're actually filming it. So, but that was probably my favorite scene. It was, it was a pretty long scene, a lot of, a lot of dialogue and just moving parts to it. And then fun, a lot of funny, uh, outtakes with Leah uh, Montalongo when, when she was doing Serena. And mm-hmm. so it was just a really good time. I had a lot of fun doing it, but that's what gave me the acting bug and made me continue and do more stuff. So that's wonderful. Uh, just, I'm glad, I'm glad yeah. Mortal Kombat launched your career. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Um, now Mortal Kombat four, I know that was the first time they actually did, you know, combat in 3d and whatnot. Everything was 3d rendered. But you did, mm-hmm. but you did the mocap for Sub Zero in that one too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, another one where I went in there. You know, I just went in and did what they told me to do. And uh, I also did, believe it or not, uh, played against sports, the Madden football. I was in oh. that. I uh, like when you see the player get hit and all his equipment flies off. He's just standing there. That was that's me in there. Um, I also did. Uh, I did one more game too. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, but I did ended up doing more stuff with Midway that um, you know they needed to, needed to do, and they just approached me for another game, but um, it was for a pinball game, and then uh, it just didn't work out with my schedule and stuff. So I don't I don't even know what's going on with that game, but it's uh, one of the guys that helped out with Mortal Kombat was was doing this other game, and uh, yeah, it would have been it would have been neat to get involved in that, but again, schedules just didn't work out and things like that. But yeah, I mean. You know, there was a lot going on at Midway Studios in Chicago. They had basically that whole block was all Midway and they had just yeah. all these different filming departments and I mean they really had a, a lock on everything. But then they got bought out. I think they got bought out by Disney. And Disney's the one doing all the not Disney, Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. And so Warner Brothers is doing all the movies now, which which one of the gripes I had is like, you know, Mortal Kombat was a game of hidden messages if you think about it how many hidden messages were in mortal Kombat? you know if you look at noob sabot it's ed boone backwards right yeah or, or john tobias backwards right and and so everything in that game was kind of hidden you should have did that with the movies and had 
a lot of us do cameo roles in there if they you know they're going to use i understand hollywood's got their guys they want to use but it would have been cool for the fans to see the actual old old you know gangster game players in the in the movies you know like doing like a really quick fight scene or something or you know being one of the guards next to the actual sub-zero in the movie you know hey man that's the visitor hey there's turker there you know there's piscina it would have been really neat to see that but you know they could have drawn in so many more fans had they had done that but they chose not to they'd actually use me for uh a playstation commercial uh, where uh, I'm ha- like hanging. First, I, I flew in to do a uh, th- this commercial, and they were going to have me do this big, long, like martial arts forms routine with all these kicks and flips and stuff. So I trained with uh, one of the. Uh, he wasn't a ninja turtle. I forget what he was, but he was a really good, like uh, they call him acrobatic martial artist. So he would compete in in forms tournaments. He was really good. So he was teaching me all these forms. And for like three days, I mean, I was destroyed, you know, all the flipping and jumping and kicking I was doing, trying to get this routine down for the commercial. And so <laughs> for a week straight before it, they, I was out there training for this thing. And then when I got to set, they go, yeah, you know, we decided to change everything. And I go, yeah, what's that? And he goes, we're just going to have you hang upside down. So I was there for a week doing all these crazy martial arts stuff. And I ended up just coming down like I was coming out of a cocoon with these funky contacts on. It's actually a pretty cool commercial, but nice. uh, Richard was in it too. And uh, it just, that was the I'm only go, thing. I'm going to go have to track that one down now. I have to see this. Yeah. You know what? I think I might have it on one of my YouTube channels, but um, if, if I don't, I'll send it to you. It's, I think I still got it, but it was okay. Okay. Cool, yeah. Cool commercial. And uh it just uh, was one of the things that I think they used us on, but it was PlayStation, so it wasn't even really a movie, you know. Yeah, uh, we got yeah, a good, good, got a good question here in the chat. Uh, Shinox wants he asked, uh, "Have you ever were you ever contacted about any other Mortal Kombat projects that ended up getting canceled or or stuff that fans don't know about?" Uh, no, good question. Uh, there was talk of, of possibly doing another game. Um, like not like necessarily a reunion game, but like kind of a knockoff of it, but it never really kind of materialized. It just kind of fell dead in the water. I think all of us were just uh, years after the fact. And, you know, so. Yeah, I think really... what it was, when then they try to remake the first three games uh, yeah. in HD with different actors, but they, it got, it got scrapped. For yeah. Whatever yeah. Reason. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So. But, you know, it was fun doing all that. Like, I was supposed to do this live show with Carrie. Carrie did this live show that was like a year long where you go out on stage and you, you know, it was basically, I think, like a Mortal Kombat show. And they asked me to do it. But at the time, I was a policeman and I couldn't take a year off of work. So I couldn't do it. Oh, really the live tour. It. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I got asked to do that. But it just, it bummed me out. I, I couldn't couldn't take off of work and do that for a year straight. But you know, I saw a lot of the stuff that she was doing. And it looked like it was a lot of fun and would have been great to do. But again, I, I couldn't get away for it. So at the time when I started all this acting with like Mortal Kombat, I would actually have to use like personal days or sick days to go film for a couple of days, which wasn't a big deal at the time. Yeah. But to take off like a month or a year at a time just wouldn't have happened. I would have had to quit my job and I wasn't about to do that. So. All right. Um, now we're getting close to uh, one hour here in the East Coast, so I do respect everybody's time. So 
we'll kind of wrap up a little bit here. Uh, mm -hmm. Nowadays, uh, I, I see you have uh, Fearless Fitness. Uh, can you tell us about Fearless Fitness and what you do now? Yeah, so um, well, one of the things I've always been into is like health and fitness. You know, um, one of the things when I was a kid growing up, I was always I had some friends die when I was young, and it really just kind of the whole death thing scared me. So at a young age, I started really getting into my health and taking care of myself, and that's what kind of got me into that. And then when I was I was wrestling when I was younger, and my neighbors were really good wrestlers, and uh, I always pretty much you know had their way whenever we wrestled, and I, a lot of it was obviously technique, but I was also kind of a skinny, scrawny kid, you know? So I just started working out and lifting weights and it got me better at wrestling. And then uh, I think once uh, more, more, I got into martial arts, I quit all the wrestling stuff just because I love martial arts so much. And uh, so that's what got me into the, into, the, into the exercise. And then when I became a policeman, I uh, was one of the fitness instructors on the police department and kind of helped out with all the uh, all the fitness exams that a lot of the policemen have to go through. And so I did that. And then when I left the police department, I didn't know what I wanted to do now, at how, that how point. How long were you a cop for? Ten years. Yeah. Wow. Well, I trashed my uh, my uh, my leg working, uh, doing it then, uh, just fighting and rolling around with a guy and uh, had to leave because I couldn't. You know, I can walk and talk and do all that stuff, but I can't fight with people per se. Just my leg will just kind of come right apart. I have no ligaments or anything in it. So I had to leave and then I was like, wow, what am I going to do? You know? And uh, so that's what got me. I, I got my real estate license and then I said, you know what? Why don't I, one of my friends said, Hey, you should be a trainer. You know, you got a, you got a degree in exercise physiology. You got a degree in nutrition. I was on a, at this point I was on the cover of muscle fitness magazine and yep. I did all these, you know, covers of magazines. And he said, you do really good as a trainer. And I said, you know, let me give it a try. And it just kind of took off. So, uh, I started doing that and it became very successful. And then, uh, I moved out to San Diego and, you know, as you know, California is very health, health orientated. So I got even more successful out here and, uh, it's just been great. I love it. I love what I do. Uh, I meet a lot of great people, a lot of them are big parts of my life now and it's just been really fun. And I, the biggest thing for me is I love helping people, like, yeah. especially if someone's getting pain or someone needs help with a disease or something, it's, it, it's gives me as much joy to see them healthy again and enjoying life, uh, than just, you know, helping myself and keeping everything a secret. You know, I love to see people healthy and happy and, and doing well. So it's always a good thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now do people, uh, as as a trainer, do people recognize you as as Sub Zero? Do you get people in the yeah, street yeah. that recognize you? Yeah, yeah, the people do actually. My wife will come out and we'll be out, and she goes, "That guy's staring at you over there." And uh, uh, quite a few times, people come out and go, "Man, you look familiar," you know. And my wife will go, "He's Sub Zero." She's always my biggest cheerleader. She goes, "He's Sub Zero," and the guy's like, "I knew I recognized you, man." It ends up being a big Mortal Kombat fan. There's a there's a place out here I want to give a shout out to. Um, it's called Throwback Games, G-A-M-Z. And uh, every now and then I like to go into the gaming gaming places and just meet the people. You know, I'll just walk in. Yeah. And I walked in and the, and and Manny's the name of the guy. He owns it. And he just kind of gives me a look when I come and he's like looking at me. And my wife goes, I think he definitely recognized you. I go, hey, man. I said, uh, my name's John. He goes, John, John Turk. I, I know I, you were sub-zero, you know. So it's just kind of funny. A lot of these people, I, I haven't changed much since the game. You know, I, I kind of look pretty much the same. I mean, I'm a lot older, but you know, 
I haven't dramatically changed too much. I mean, I got a little more wrinkles and gray hair, but uh, I, so I think great. people, no, thanks man. But you know, when you, when I was the unmasked sub zero, you pretty much see my face, you know? So that's, yeah. I think why a lot of people are able to recognize me as opposed to, you know, this kind of thing, but yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. And I, and it doesn't bother me at all when people say stuff and, and, you know, uh, want to, you know, meet, get an autograph. It's, you know, I'm blessed. I'm happy to. And uh, it's just, uh, it's good to meet all the fans. You know, honestly, I've never had a bad experience with any Mortal Kombat fan. I just, uh, they've all yeah. been really good to me and just all really cool. I, I really enjoy going to the shows and meeting everybody and, and just hanging out. So it's, it's a lot of fun and everyone's respectful and it's just a, a really good day. Yeah, I want to echo that. I'm, I'm proud to be part of this really great Mortal Kombat community, which, which is why we continue to bring Mortal Kombat actors and extras on the show, because I know that the Mortal Kombat people are going to show up, and they're always so cool, and really, really proud of this community, because I made so many friends through this community here, not not just doing yeah. Nerdcage stuff, but just Mortal Kombat in general, and just all the friends I've made through Mortal Kombat throughout yeah. the years. So I'm really, really, really proud to be part of this community, and that's why, yeah. like you just said, it's it's one of the greatest, it's, it's the greatest gaming community, the greatest fan base ever. They're just, they're ain't, you know. Yeah. Ain't so so I, I got a question. Fans. I got a question for you, real quick, Jay. So when you first saw the game Mortal Kombat, what what, what was it that drew you to it? Was there any oh, okay. one thing? That you went, Holy cow, man! <laughs> I'm so glad you asked that. Um, I, I, I'm sure the Nerdcage fans are sick of hearing this story because I've said it so many times. <laughs> but so basically, I, I'm an OG fan. So I, I'm 37 now. So I was five when the first the first game came out. Um, there was a store here in the East Coast called Hills, and they actually had the Mortal Kombat One arcade machine in the uh, uh, next to the gumballs of uh, the gumball machines. And my mom's like, "Oh, here, here's some quarters. Go get yourself something from the gumball machine." And there was Mortal Kombat. And then I was distracted watching these two kids play Mortal Kombat, and then I wanted to play. Now the violence is what got me my, my attention. I was fascinated. I'm, I'm I'm a good kid. I was a good kid, but the violence yeah, caught yeah. my attention. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. kept me going all these years is the characters and the stories. It's the violence, mm -hmm. the, the 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 fantasy and the violence and the the spectacle is what gets your attention. But the story is right. what keeps you going. But yeah. my mother now. My my mother's very religious Mexican woman. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Her reaction, I'll never forget. I'll never forget. <laughs> her reaction was, "Oh my God, this game is awful," and she totally did not want me playing it. Um, and again, this was uncharted territory at the time. And then Oprah happened. And Oprah's on TV talking about, "Oh my God, Mortal Kombat's turning kids violent," and blah 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 blah. And my mom just leaned into that. She goes, "You're not playing that game." My dad yeah. came and goes, just let him play. Who cares? And I'm like, thanks, dad. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I've been a fan since then. And, you know, I turned uh, out cool. okay. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, that's what it is. It's, for, for me, what kept me going is the stories and the characters. And, of course, you know, then the movies have and the TV show and so on and so forth. So, I've been a fan, yeah, I've yeah. Been a fan since day one. Yeah, cool, man. And so I also want to share with you, too, um, very personal. So, I'm a... Uh, Oh, I thought about saying it off air, but I guess I can say it on air. So, um, so just want to let you know. Um, so my older sister passed away um, when I was 16. But one thing, uh, we she loved Mortal Kombat 3. She wasn't like in the Mortal Kombat like I was, but uh -huh. she loved Mortal Kombat 3. 
I remember when Mortal Kombat 3 first came out the arcade. I remember the day I rented it, and I remember the day I bought it. And I remember October 13th, 1995, I was waiting at the store to rent it. The videos, back when we had video rental places, I was I waited all day for them to get the copy so I could rent it because I couldn't, I didn't have the money to buy it. I was only in third grade. So I got yeah, to yeah. rent it. Um, but me and my sister, uh, we we played it, and this was on a Friday, so we it wasn't a school night. We played Mortal Kombat three all night. We teamed up. We we're trying to beat it. Lo and behold, we picked <laughs> your Sub Zero, and we uh we kept freezing Shao Kahn, running an uppercut, and freeze running an uppercut. <laughs> Shout out to Brian Glenn. But it was you. We beat me and my sister beat the game with you that night. And, uh, so awesome. I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget that. So I, I wish yeah. I wish she was here right now to to yeah. enjoy this interview. But like, yeah. Um, well, you'll be with her I, again. I just so, want you to you know. know that. Like, like my sister, yeah. my sister and I bonded uh, because of you, Mortal Kombat Three. Yeah. No, I appreciate. It. I really appreciate you telling me that. And uh, I'm sorry to hear about your sister, but you know I, the stories are they're heartwarming. I've heard so many stories similar to what you're telling me. One uh, one guy told me that literally Mortal Kombat saved his life because he was going through a severe depression. His mother and father were constantly fighting. He was going to commit suicide. And he said and he found Mortal Kombat and he just loved it so much. He just kept playing all the time and it helped him get away from, you know, the abusive household he was in. So, I mean, I, I love hearing these stories because people don't realize there's there's an escapism in everything. And it's a lot of us have not only an escapism, but memories tied to a lot of these, these games that we play. And, you know, you have these memories with your sister that you'll, you know, you'll cherish forever. You guys had a great time playing the game and, and it's just something you can hold on to when you think back, you know, is it's, so it's, it's, I love hearing it. So thank you for sharing that with me. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm really glad I got to share that with you and whatnot. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, I'm like, Mortal Kombat 3, uh, I know Joe, uh, my co-host, who couldn't make Mortal Kombat Trilogy is his favorite, his favorite Mortal Kombat. Oh, so yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Just want to let you know, like, yeah, so you, you, you played a pivotal role in, like, what gravitated us to, to Sub-Zero in Mortal, Com in, you know, Mortal Kombat. So I just want you to know that. Oh, uh, um, thank you. Also, before we wrap up here, uh, by the way, guys, the bar's closing. Last call, guys. If you guys, people in the chat got questions for John, now's your last chance. But uh, getting away from Mortal Kombat for a second, because uh, I, you know, I'm a health nut now too. I go to the gym every day, and this is this, this, and that. Yeah, yeah. Um, what I just want to hear from you, like, what is what is what? What's your recommended diet? What's your recommended like protein or anything? Um, what's the proper amount of cardio? What's I just want to hear, you know, some health tips from you. Yeah. You know, as far as bodybuilding yeah, yeah, goes. No, yeah. No, I get you. I mean, a lot of people ask me these types of questions. But the first thing in order for me to answer that is I have to know what your goals are, you know, what you want to achieve. And it might be an athletic goal. It might be a, a, a cosmetic goal. Like you want to be a certain look, it might be, you want to be so, certain strength. And each one of these goals has a different type of diet or how you should eat. Like some people say, you know, I want to run, do a triathlon. Or I want to do an Ironman. I'm going to have them eat completely different than I'm going to have a power lifter eat or a bodybuilder eat, you know? So it all depends on what your goals are. So what I usually generally tell people is, um, you know, the most important thing you can do, and, and this goes for any sport is you got to get good proteins in there, a good variety of them. Yeah. And you got to eat at least your body weight in grams of protein because your body turns over 
all these, all your hormones, all your enzymes in your body are proteins. And I'm not a big fan of the whole fasting thing, although I think these diets have a place. I believe all the fasting diets are for healing. So that's why I think they're good. But if you're trying to lose weight, it's not the best thing because you'll end up damaging your metabolism. I did. I did a three-day fast and for six months, I just couldn't get weight off of me. It was just, you know, it, it actually made me fatter. So I just, I don't recommend it unless you have like a stomach problem or, you know, you got some kind of joint problem. You're trying to get rid of inflammation. They're great for that. But if you're trying to lose weight, a lot of people are doing this intermittent fasting it, it will work for some, but for the majority of people, I found it doesn't work. But it's great if you have like Crohn's disease or you have some kind of stomach problem where you're trying to heal yourself. So for me, I just believe in a really good balanced diet and it's uh, eating protein with every meal. Uh, my diet is basically now again, this is me, but uh, I eat 40 percent carbs, 40 percent protein and 20 percent fat. All my fats come from, you know, usually polyunsaturated fats or, um, you know, uh, some saturated fats. I don't eat a, a ton of saturated fats, like red meat probably once a week. But I eat a lot of um, like sweet potatoes, a lot of uh, what's called basmati rice. I eat a lot. So my dad's from the Middle East, so I love like um, bulgur and things like that and, and certain meats, uh, feta cheese, tomatoes. So, I mean, my diet's very Mediterranean, so to speak. So I just think that's the healthiest diet. It's it's great for your heart. It's great for your skin, your hair, your nails, your joints. Uh, olives are fantastic for you. So I eat a lot of olive oil. Um, but for, for you, if you want to get in shape, people will say you don't have to count calories. There, there's there's truth to that in a small extent. But if you want to watch, which if you've got, tell me that I don't have to count calories and I'm someone who likes to eat a lot, I can put a lot of weight on if you're telling me I don't need to count calories. So I think there comes a point if you want to be a certain look and a certain body fat percentage and aesthetic, you have to count your calories. You do. And and I and I don't necessarily count calories, so to speak. I count my macros. I always make sure I get my protein. I always make sure I get my carbs. And your fats kind of, I eat such a low amount of fats, they just kind of fall in line. And so if, if you're that kind of guy, you know, what's a really good thing for you to do is take the blood type test and, and find, you know, find out what your blood type is and then go online and say eating for your blood type and look at that. And I found that a lot of people, whatever it says to do for that diet, a lot of people do tend to lean whatever way that program says to eat. So for me, it's all I, I'm good with vegetables and meats, which is exactly what I am. You know, I'm not good with a lot of fats. I'm not good with a real heavy carb diet. But um, I, I, you might want to take a look at that. That's been something that might work for my wife, myself, and quite a few people that I know as well. So you get your blood type. It's called the blood type diet, I think. And it's free. It's online. You download it. And it'll just give you a rough idea of how you should eat. So, you know, yeah, health is everything. It's like, yeah, I mean, I'm at the gym every day. It's just the, hard, the hardest part is just eating right's the hardest part. But I'm at the gym every day. Yeah. So I, What's your goal when you're at the gym? Going. Are you What's trying that? to get bigger or stronger? Uh. My, mainly stronger. I'm not too worried about myself. If anything, I'm trying. I'm trying to shred and get my abs back. But I'm, no, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I do my. Yeah. Uh, I do 20 minutes. I do like 20 minutes of cardio. So I do. I do the stair machine. I do the ropes. Then I do the ab machine. And then, um, then I, you know, I'm always, you know, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Like I weigh, I weigh 182, and I I can bench well well over 300. So I'm I'm doing pretty good. That's, That's good. I just just want to get I just want to get my abs back, and I'll be and I'll be yeah, yeah. satisfied. But. Uh, yeah. But yeah I'm, I'm Don't do super hard cardio. Work. What's that? 
don't don't do really hard cardio. Do like real moderate to low low cardio because you want to burn fat. And if you do really hard cardio, all it does is it burns muscle actually, and it increases your appetite. So for okay. me, when I was when I did like the cover muscle fitness and I did all that fitness modeling for years, my cardio basically was walking on a treadmill for forty five minutes. I would walk at 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 two point nine to three miles an hour, which isn't much, and I would walk at a two degree incline to simulate the pavement. And I would do that for 45 minutes to an hour. That way your body burns fat. It's not burning, you know, mostly muscle that you burn when you do really hard cardio. Because once you get into what's called the anaerobic state, and then you come back down like high intensity interval training, you're really burning up a lot of glucose or glycogen. And a lot of that's stored in your muscles. And so you're kind of deflating your muscles by doing that really hard cardio. So if you really want to get your abs back, just clean the diet up a little bit and walk. Don't do really super hard cardio. Walk for like 45 Good minutes. Good to know. And I, and I ra- yeah. I'd rather walk than do the super hard cardio. So thank you. Thank you yeah. for that tip. Uh, I do yeah, have a yeah, question here. Cool. Um, my friend, uh, by the way, everybody needs to subscribe to Fisk Vegas Blue. He's a friend of mine. Uh, I already know the answer to this, but, I'll let you, but uh, John, definitely I'll have you answer this one here. So he, he just asked uh, if uh, after doing Mortal Kombat, did you get any – lifetime of free mk games or any kind of crazy royalties or anything like that uh no, no royalties we were all buyouts uh on mortal Kombat, which was which was fine with me it would i mean royalties obviously would have been more money but at the time i was new to it i didn't know anything and uh and the buyouts were great i think all of us did buyouts and uh as far as games uh you know whenever we'd go to trade shows we'd always get games they would give us stuff and if stuff was left over so I had a lot of that stuff left over that I ended up, you know, uh, selling or giving away, which was uh, pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have any like, uh, I guess royalties coming in for any of that stuff. That was yeah. all. You know, the thing is too, when when you got a company like Midway that was owning it at the time, there, you know, a lot of those companies are pretty, pretty hardcore, and you know, they're gonna go and if you're not going along with the monetary demands, they're gonna, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that could have probably played Sub-Zero instead of me. You know, I just, yeah. I, I, I kind of really enjoyed it and uh, I w- was looking forward to it. So it paid really well when I was doing it and I just didn't have any complaints. I was taken care of very well. And uh, yeah, I don't get royalties, but no big deal to me. I got this, you know, this legacy of Mortal Kombat and Sub-Zero that, you know, has followed me since, the, you know, early 90s and I've really enjoyed it. So I'm, uh, I'm thankful for it. I've made money other ways through the trade shows, selling pictures here and there. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at with that. So I think that was kind of one of the things that some of the other actors had issues with and caused problems. Yeah. But, um, but it's, uh, it's just, you know, it is what it is. And I just kind of fell in line with the corporate agreement, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. I know. I hear you there. Yeah. Well, Hey, well, we'll, we'll wrap up here real quick. Uh, just want again, uh, John, I just want to thank you for your time again. This has been a. Uh, well, actually, hold on. We got another question here uh, from Fist yeah, Vegas. Sure, yeah. uh, he says, "Hey, John, yeah. what should I eat for breakfast? It's the only meal I struggle with. I'm trying to add muscle and shred shred my gut." So, um, it, it, I, the question you might want to ask him is, "What is he eating right now?" If he had like name two of the meals he's eating, I could tell him which one to keep eating and what what he can add. So. What is he? What is he eating right now for breakfast? Would be the first question. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, while we wait for Fist to answer that part yeah. of the question, uh, I'll I do give, have a I'll question give, for I'll you. I'll give you what he should eat. Yeah. 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 The, 
The best John, thing we'll to do. We'll put you on the spot real quick. Uh, I asked this question to all of our guests, but uh, that that being said, uh, John, would you like to come back on Nerd Cage Live sometime? Sure, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Awesome. No, we really appreciate it. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. And just real quick, everybody, just some stuff to promote real quick, guys. Uh, uh, we're going to be continuing the uh, Mortal Kombat 9 Challenge Tower uh, this weekend, likely on Saturday, and hopefully we can wrap it up on Tuesday. Uh, and then the following Tuesdays, we're going to be finishing, uh, working, continuing X-Men Legends. This is, Again, this is twitch.tv slash nerdcagelive, also on youtube.com uh, slash nerdcagelivegaming. And, of course, next weekend, we're going to start our campaign in Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze for the Switch. Uh, so be sure to tune in for that. And it looks like we got our uh, uh, question from Fister. He says, he eats salmon or fish with broccoli for three meals. And breakfast, I eat a TV dinner with 31 grams protein. Well, I, I definitely I would get rid of the TV dinner. But one of the things I really loved a lot in the morning because it's easy on the stomach – it's warm. It tastes good. Is I would take um, one of the things you really got to start looking out for is your joints. And so what I do is I make this uh, breakfast. It's oatmeal. I get you know the cooked oatmeal, and I put three packs of stevia in it. And I take gelatin, which is like Knox gelatin. You'll see it in the store. It's what they make Jello from, but it's really good for your joints. It's it's got cartilage in it that helps uh, helps promote joint health. So with all the lifting we do. It's really good to, to, to have something like that. So I add the Knox gel, gelatin, it's powder, to my oatmeal. This is before I put the water in it. So I got the oatmeal, the, the stevia, the Knox gelatin, and then I add hot, uh, it's called cacao, C-A-C-A-O. They're finding in studies that it, it helps your body produce stem cells, which help you grow and repair and, and utilize uh, all your healing properties. So this cacao stuff is tremendous for that. So I put a, a half a scoop of that or a, basically a tablespoon into my oatmeal. And then I also put creatine in there. You should take creatine. It's really good stuff. Uh, okay. And then I take, uh, yeah, I also add, uh, what's the, uh, the last, oh, I put a um, uh, whey protein in there. So I get, I like this brand called Jero uh, and it's, it's, it's French vanilla. And I put a scoop and a half in there. So it's like 30 grams of protein. And then I put a little bit of goat milk. Goat milk's actually easier to digest and has really good properties in it. And then I just uh, take hot water and I, I cook it up and it makes this really good consistency. It makes it even more paste, like a paste because of the gelatin in it. And man, it'll really power you through the morning. And it's again, great for your joints. I would start really looking out for your joints to take, make sure you're taking fish oil, gelatin stuff like that um even so what i also do too is i eat bone broth you could have bone broth so what i do in the morning is i i take a cup of bone broth too once in a while and i heat it up like i would a cup of coffee and i sip on that and i put three actually three quarters bone broth and then a quarter of soup stock and bone broth is phenomenal for your joints it's got a lot of protein in it and it's got what's also uh, glucosamine, which is huge for your joints. So uh, that would be another thing I, I would consider doing. I like warm stuff in the morning, not real cold. So the oatmeal, the bone broth, these are things that a lot of people don't really think about, but they just add and really kick up uh, kick up your nutrition a notch. Awesome. Thanks so much for the, the health tip. See, you guys, now that you get the geek knowledge, you get the, the health and fitness knowledge too. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I definitely I'll, I'll appreciate my, my, that. My, my website, a little plug, it's, if you, there's some good tabs on there you can go to. There's called Fitness Nutrition Tips on my website. You'll see it at the top. 
But you go to personaltrainersandiego.com. It's all run together, personaltrainersandiego.com. And when you get to the top of the page, just go to the nutrition part, and you'll see nutrition fitness tips. Click on that. It's a whole list of how you should eat. Uh, really go. good ways to you know take care of yourself. There's some really good calculators on my site too. Like if you want to predict your one rep maximum on any exercise or the bench, it's got a calculator for your heart rate. If you're doing cardio, like you want to be in a certain zone, it'll tell you what you're burning mostly in that zone, uh, and just uh, a bunch of other good, real good little tools on there. And then if you want to follow me on Instagram, my Instagram handle is uh, Sub Zero Unmasked. So it, it's my, it's uh, let me pull it up there. Just yep, so I'll put the, I'll put the, I'll put all that in the description of the video, everyone. And by the way, Fist Vegas says, uh, uh, thank you. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all of uh, John's uh, links are going to be in the uh, in the description, and I'll add the the uh, personal trainer San Diego in there as well. Um, but John, this has been a real honor. Uh, we definitely appreciate your time. This has been a lot of fun, and uh, I can't wait to chop it up with yeah. you again. We'll definitely be in touch for sure. Um, and again, uh, thanks very much. And, uh, before we go, John, do you have a message for the Mortal Kombat fans and Nerd Cage Nation? Uh, just, Hey man, I just want to thank you guys a lot for supporting the game, supporting all of us and showing up and, uh, just all being very respectful and kind and generous and, uh, yeah, blessings to all you guys, good health, wellness, uh, prosperity and all that stuff. And keep exercising, man. You got to live a long, happy, healthy life. Amen. And to everybody in the chat, Lone Wolf Productions, Shinox, Choose Your Destiny, Fist Vegas, uh, Doomzilla, everybody who stopped in today, all the lurkers, thank you so much for being here on Nerd, uh, Nerd Cage Live. A again, Season 5 is in full swing. We have more guests to, to, to announce. Uh, we got another show for you guys next week. We're going to be doing the most anticipated movies of 2024 next week. It'll be me, Joe, Sean Wick and Tyler from Joe Blow uh, Media. So uh, be there for that next next Thursday. Um, again, me and Joe will be on Twitch this weekend playing Mortal Kombat 9 Challenge Tower. And a lot more to come, guys. We have a lot more to announce. I can't, I just can't do it right now, but I have a lot more to announce for you guys. So thank you so much, everybody, for your ongoing support. And, of course, thank you to Mr. John Turk for taking the time off our schedule his schedule to be here tonight, and uh, we can't wait to have him back on. So that being said, everybody, we please ask you to like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell, and spread that shit like Shao Kahn's empire. So to USA from yours truly, <laughs> Syracuse, New York, San Diego, California, to all of our friends and around the world at Nerd Cage Live and Fearless Fitness, as always, enjoy life, stay safe, eat your vegetables, do your push-ups, go to the gym, all that good stuff. And have a blessed evening, everybody. Good night. Ooh, trying to get out of the nerd cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! <laughs> Wow. <laughs>